Yes, people, people, we can't stop because we won't stop. Welcome to another goddamn episode of Echoes from the Void. Yes, ah oh, man, people, 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 it's been a week, it really has. There's been a lot of shit going down, you know what I mean? Like, people fucked up last week Ain't gonna lie People fucked up But it's all good Because Motherfuckers Are on The hit list I mean, I ain't going out killing people But You know what I mean? Whatever happens, happens You feel me? I on the real Like, my, I, I'm just cutting motherfuckers off it's as simple as that. Yo, you you fuck up now, you are done. I ain't got time. I really do not have fucking time. I mean, the pandemic has done many things, right? It, it, it's made motherfuckers reflect, right? Some people, uh, you know, in a perfected their fucking bread making, cooking skills. Some people be, you know what I mean? Like, all on the whole fucking learning shit. Some people have uh, strengthened up the right or the left arm. You know what I mean? (laughs) But it also allows you to uh, see who the real ones be. You know what I mean? That's it. But... I mean, we're gonna leave that shit there Motherfuckers know who the fuck they be It's as simple as that But it's all good Um Yo I have to say, man Like It it looks like Liza Schlesinger Was the guest host of Fallon Show last week Or maybe this week, I don't know She put something up on uh, You know Her Twitter, right? And I checked out the monologue And the monologue was fine You know what I mean? Monologue was fine But One thing that she was going on about Was like cancel culture And She's all People need to stop cancelling Other people You know, we need to be in a world Yo That's all good, Liza But yeah, kind of really need to be speaking to companies, not just the people. Because the people, really, they ain't shit. As you think about it, right? People are only calling for stuff because they that's what they think they can get. If they knew that... You know, it doesn't matter how many tweets they send to NBC. NBC ain't gonna, you know what I mean, get rid of a certain show. How many people hit up SNL, SNL ain't gonna get rid of Shane Gillis. You know what I mean? If people know that, they're not gonna act, right? So companies need to just stop. Acting like a bunch of assholes Because, hey, that's what it is That's what it, but look We look at all of this shit that has gone down You know, over the last few months 
right? If we look at everything. So, hey, because I've used them as an example so many times, let's go back to flogging that horse. SNL. SNL get rid of Gillis. You know? And SNL are like, we as a company, we're blah, 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 blah. Then you find that SNL allowed Jimmy Fallon to go out in blackface. Because Fallon's the one that fell on the sword for that. Even though he didn't really have to. He didn't really have to. Because the shit was signed off. The motherfuckers at SNL signed that shit off. But you didn't have them fall on the sword. Right? But we know it's all down to them. So it's just like, wait, you sat Gillis, but then we find out that you did, isn't, what? You know what I mean? It's the same fucking thing, people. You know what I mean? So that's that's what we need to be. Like, companies need to stop being assholes. That's it. That's it. And the interesting thing with all of this, we then find out that Nick Cannon just got the axe. And, (laughs) you know what I mean? Look, I'm in two minds. Because Nick Cannon's an arsehole, right? Nick Cannon is a dick-riding arsehole. And I don't mean, when I say dick-riding, I'm not saying Nick Cannon's a gay. I'm saying Nick Cannon is a Asshole that jumps onto anything he thinks will get him a little shine. That's Nick Cannon, right? He's not, he's just an idiot. So it's kind of amusing to see Cannon get his, but it's also a little fucked up, right? Because it's a it's a weird situation because they're saying that um it's about anti-semitism anti-semitism not semitism semitism even right so they're saying about that and it's weird because what they said was while we support ongoing education and dialogue in the fight against bigotry we are deeply troubled that nick has failed to acknowledge or apologize for perpetuating anti-semitism and we are terminating our relationship with him and what i don't get about that statement is right How do you know? You know, like, how do you know? Like, have you spoken to him? Because we all know there is a big difference between saying something online and actually meaning it and doing it. So, are you saying that you just wanted a a look... Of uh, bowing to demands, you you wanted lip service, or are you saying you want him to actually mean and do stuff? Because if you want him to actually mean and do stuff, then you need to talk to him 
to see, so what's going on? What's the deal with this shit? Like, what do you actually, what's in your heart, son? And when I say what's in your heart, they probably should know that, since the fact that they've worked with him for the last, what, 20 certain years? Right? They've been in bed with Nick Cannon for a goddamn long ass time. <laughs> you know, what I mean? since the 90s. So, yeah, like, you know, what I mean? in that period of time when you've worked with people for that long, and we all know that these shows, they're not made in an hour. Like, you're on set all day. So, when you're on set all day, for weeks on end, you get to see what people are, right? You can't put up a mask all that time. People show their real colours, you know, especially when they're they're friggin' tired early in the morning or just, like, tired late at night. It's a grind. So, you get to see what someone actually is. So, they should know who he is, right? So, what the fuck do they actually want here, right? That's the thing. What do they want? Because, I don't know. So, it all kind of stems. Because this is the other thing, right? It stems from an episode of Cannon's podcast that he put out on the 30th of June. So... There's not really been a whole heap of time from the 30th of June to the 13th of July. So, again, like, what are you looking for here? But on that episode, he he interviewed Professor Griff, you know what I mean, who was in Public Enemy, and he got kicked out because he said Jews were wicked. And I kind of feel he's probably kicked out for just more than that. Right? So, mm, but that's what supposedly why he was kicked out. That's the, you know, media thing that is put out there. Why he was kicked out. Okay? So, they were talking about this. And in, in the interview, Griff said... That he was just talking about um, Jewish people who he says control the media. Um, And Cannon said, supposedly you're speaking facts. Right? But Griffith also said, I'm hated now because I told the truth. Kind of says you're speaking facts and like, but you're speaking facts to that statement could just be, yeah, you're hated. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's not, that is not kind of going, yes, I agree with everything that you said on that matter. Right? So, you know, and these are just bits that have been pulled out of the whole conversation, you know. Um, and Cannon had said that uh, 
Semitic people are black people And you can't be anti-Semitic when you are the Semitic people Which is kind of semantics Right, there's a deeper ideology behind all of that And uh, like that in itself isn't That's not really anti-Jew You know what I mean? But there's just a whole thing There's a whole thing on that But it's kind of like you know, I guess for this, you probably need to listen to the whole episode, right? So I kind of feel that Viacom need to just kind of go, right? We didn't like these things. He said these things. We don't like these things. For a dialogue on what are you talking about, right? That's that's really what it seems Because from just the bits that are getting pulled out You kind of think Wait, you're sucking in for that? Like there needs to be more There definitely need. You feel there definitely needs to be more Especially when you think about the whole relationship Like he's the chairman of Team Nick you know what I mean? He's hosted a whole heap of bullshit. He's got his rubbish wilding out show. Does the mask singer? He was an America's got that. Like you think of all the shit Cannon does for them. So there's gotta be more. And you do kind of feel there's something else happened. Something else happened, and. I mean, it was just like, alright, what's a feasible way we can get rid of him? Alright, boom, we can use this Okay, he's gone, boom And we go, yeah, and we can use that also to cancel the contract And we won't have to pay anything out and blah, blah, blah You know what I mean? Because, yeah Now, Canon, Like, he also put out, um... Uh, he, you know, I mean, he's just using Twitter And he put out a couple of tweets So it's like anyone who knows me Knows I have no hate in my heart Nor malice intentions I do not condone hate speech Nor the spread of hateful rhetoric We are living in a time When it is more important than ever To promote unity and understanding Until then, I hold myself accountable for this moment and take full responsibility because my intentions are only to show that as a beautiful human species, we have way more commonalities than differences. So let's embrace those as well as each other. We all family. Which is... A stupid ass thing to say It means nothing Like it really Like it really means nothing You know what I mean It it was like You know Speak on the matter Right I would just be like Listen If you listen to the whole podcast I said This this and this 
right? Those statements are not a hatred of anything. I've worked with Viacom for all of these years. They should know who I am. And I'm hoping to have a more structured dialogue with them about this situation. Because I'm against cancelling people for words that are said and taken out of context. Hopefully, we can mend and grow from there. Like, say something like that. I don't know. Say something. But you just said nothing. Right? You just said a whole heap of nothing. I don't even fucking know. It's some weird ass shit. Right? Frankly. But yeah, Cannon's an idiot. So... I'm not gonna lose any sleep on the matter But yeah, that's just the shit happening Um, But yeah, there's a whole heap of other shit going down That's more impactful Like fucking e-scooters E-motherfucking scooters So... I don't know man It it sounds like they could be coming And it's a weird thing right Because they're getting trialled in Middlesbrough But I've seen those motherfucking things In London for sure And I don't want them around E-scooters are a pain in the fucking ass, And if they introduce them Like a fucking... You know, the bikes and everything That's going to be problematic, right? Bikes are bad You know how difficult it is to see a fucking person on a bike? Well, it's harder to see someone on a bloody scooter Because they're even smaller than a bike I've been run down by people on bikes And I've been nearly hit by people on scooters And this shit needs to end, right? Animal, right? Animal. Let people walk around on their goddamn feet. We were given feet. Let's use them. Fuck it. But uh, yeah. On that note, people, let's get into today's fucking episode. All right? Because yeah, we got stuff to talk about. All right? Let us go. Okay, so. Ghislaine Maxwell has resurfaced. <laughs> she has resurfaced and has been arrested. So supposedly, she was at one of her houses in Bradford, New Hampshire. Which kind of makes you think what kind of fucking search? Was done for if she's staying in one of her houses. Like, how thorough was this search? It's not like she's holed up in a cave with Gaddafi, she's in one of her fucking houses, right? Which, yeah, is baffling. It's all bad. It is all so fucking confusing. This whole situation, right? So, you know, they 
hate there's this whole big thing about um you know if she's a flight risk or isn't she a flight risk because yeah her her um you know defense is like she's not a flight risk and you kind of think but if she wasn't a flight risk why is it only now that she's here you know what I mean it, because it's like when Epstein was arrested I think it was pretty clear that they wanted to talk to her Sherry, <laughs> I think it was all pretty clear that yeah she she needed to come in but she didn't right so she's just been in the wind all this time so yeah if that's not you know, concerning, the the weird thing about this case is though, right, so she's not going to trial until July next year, 2021, that's a long fucking time, it's a long time, and, you know, like, they keep on saying, oh, if she's in jail, there's a risk of her getting corona. Oh, wouldn't that be convenient? But, like, no one... No one kind of brings up the fact that... Yeah, how are they actually going to keep her safe? Because, come on. Epstein did not kill himself. He did... Like, I don't think there is anyone... There's no one that believes he did. You know, just, just the way he was found. Like, no one kills himself like that. Then, what, the cameras don't work. The guards aren't in their spot. It's just so fucking... Ugh. You know what I mean? You wouldn't find that, that plot in a film. You know, if you're watching a Michael Bay film and that was part of it, you'd be like, shut the fuck up. Come on, man. That's some bullshit. Right? So, no one thinks Epstein killed himself. He was clearly whacked. And when you see the people that they were all in bed with, yeah, no doubt they do not want these motherfuckers to talk. Right? Which is, I probably bet, a reason she was in the fucking wind. You know, like, Epstein had a fucking picture in his house of Bill Clinton in a dress. How insane is that? And we're, we're hearing all this stuff about Maxwell. Like... I think she's been connected with the Maddie McCain kidnapping. She was the the Billy Ray Jepsen. Is it Billy Ray Jepsen? Supposedly, she's in a picture with her. Right, so there's all this crazy shit. The, this conspiracy, this whole situation is, is, is crazier than we know. Right? Yeah, think it's just diddling kids on an island. No. 
The island is just, uh, you know I mean, that's just uh, the tip of the iceberg. You know there's got to be more to it, right? So, how are you going to keep this motherfucker safe until July next year? It's like, they're reporting people dead of corona when they didn't really die of corona. Like, we know that's a fact. It's a fucking fact. It's not a conspiracy. It's a fact that they do that. So, what's the betting that this fucking bitch turns up dead and they're like, oh yeah, she died of corona? It's an easy out. So, how are you going to keep her safe? That's what we want to know, right? Because I, I kind of feel, make her give up the, like, I'd say make her give up the good. Make her talk. I, I kind of feel that they have got recordings. There is probably bunkers somewhere with all this shit laid down. Because you don't, you know what I mean, you don't sit at a table with Clinton and Gates and, you know what I mean, Prince fucking Nancy Andrew, you don't mess with these motherfuckers without some security, you know what I mean, without some dossiers, some tapes, some recordings, a security blanket, in case one of them wants to do something, so, yeah, there's shit out there, where, who knows, who knows? But you kind of need her to you know, say something. You need a record. Because I mean, the betting odds that she doesn't make July 2021, I'm not sure you'll get good money on that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't bet the house on that. So, yeah, what's going to happen? What the Fuck is gonna happen? Is it so dicey? So dicey. Just as I said, look, even the search for her. Because if she's in a yard, did you search for her? Like, did you? Really? It's all crazy. It's crazy. This shit is crazy. And. Yo. I just want to know what went down. I want to know who's involved. There's when you see the people that rode on Epstein's plane. <laughs> it's just like Bill Gates. He fucked with him. Like so many fucking people. So just imagine. Just imagine. Like if they kind of find that, yeah, Bill Gates is part of this shit. Jeff Bezos, if he's part of it, imagine what that would do to, like, Amazon and fucking Microsoft. God damn. The carnage. Man, it would be insane. It would be, yo, and Prince Andrew, that would be I have to say, that'd be pretty fucking awesome. 
Yeah, I don't think the monarchy could come back from that. Oh, ding dong, the bitch is dead. Yo, it'd be crazy. Yeah, I ain't just bring it crashing down. Thank God. Yeah, off of their motherfucking heads, man. We don't need to fucking. They're a bunch of weirdo motherfuckers. We don't need them. But yeah, I want to see where where these chips fly, man. Alright, so yeah, protect her. Protect her like you ain't protected anything in your life. Because we need to know. Really need to know. Like she's Robert Maxwell's daughter. So... Straight away, yeah, no, there's some crazy ass shit. Because Maxwell was a piece of shit. So, god damn, the secrets. Woo! Man, I cannot wait. But yeah, they better keep her alive. I want answers, people. I want goddamn answers. Alright, so... Now, this story is is crazy, right? And I think it could have shut down a lot quicker than it did, right? Because fuck due process sometimes, you know what I mean? Uh, So basically, right... This guy in Scotland called Mark Sutherland, he was fighting a uh, a, a paedophile arrest, right? So what happened was um, there are there are a lot of vigilante groups, and I think there's like TV shows, you know, what I mean that that have them. Like pretending to be kids, and then they they tra- get these people, and boom, uh, uh, they get arrested. You know, um, I think there's some in the UK, there's some in the US. You know what I mean? Um, and one of these groups in Scotland, Groom Resisters Scotland. I mean, it's an odd name, Groom Resisters, because it kind of sounds like. A, a, I don't know, like a a hairdresser phobia group or something. Wait, hey man, get away from me ear. Don't touch me ear, man. You know what I mean? It's like groom resistors. Like maybe don't touch kids, Scotland. That that, I mean that's more you know what that is. (laughs) But anyway, they set up this sting. They set up this sting and they caught this dude, right? Um, but he's trying to fight it under a human rights violation. Yeah, he's trying to fight this thing. Um, I think some, under something like Article Eight, right, or, of uh, the Geneva Conventions, uh, human rights. Right, it's around privacy, you know. Um, 
Yeah, it's something like, um, you know, it states that everyone has the right to respect for his or her private life and correspondence. That's the that's the thing. But come on, you know, so they what happened was it, it, it all went down in 2018. OK, so Sutherland, he's on Grinder looking for some action. He um, starts a conversation with someone who then communicates to him that they're a 13-year-old boy. He's like, apples and pears, baby, apples and pears. Sends them, it says explicit pictures. So I'm imagining dick pics. Right, so he sends these pictures. He then arranges to meet up with the boy. Arranges to meet up with the boy at a bus station. Right, so goes to the bus station at the allotted time. But what happens is... He's not talking to a 13-year-old boy. He's talking to a dude from Groom Resistors. And uh, when he gets to the rendezvous point, there's a couple of these dudes from there. And, yeah, they, they have a confrontation. And they keep him there until the police arrive. And also... All of this is getting broadcast on social media. So I imagine it's like a Instagram Live or a Facebook Live or something like that. But yeah, so, you know, that whole conversation, all of that is there. Uh, and um, yeah, my man got arrested. But yeah, he, he was trying to get this conviction overturned because it's like it breaches his privacy. Breaches his privacy. It's, it's crazy, right? Um, now, obviously, the court didn't think so. Um, <laughs> oh, man. It, 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 it's just... You know, so the the court said the interests of children have priority over any interest a paedophile could have in being allowed to engage in the criminal conduct in issue. Which, yeah, I'd say that pretty much is it. You know what I mean? Just like, no. Like, I, I, I can't believe... He had the audacity to take this shit to court. Can't believe it. And you, but you know what he got for this? He got two years. That's all he got. Two years for that. Two fucking years. And, right? That wasn't his first fucking rodeo. He'd already been to jail for, you know, basically doing the same thing to a 12-year-old. 
which baffles me because I'm just like, all right, what's the expression? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Yeah, like he's been arrested once. Been arrested once. He he was caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Luckily, his hand wasn't anywhere else because he he would like it to be somewhere else. But yeah, he was caught hand in a cookie jar. Right, goes to jail, comes out. He does it again. I think that shows he ain't learned. So. I kind of feel two years, yeah, that's not going to do anything, that's not going to do anything, and he needs to be in jail for more than two years, right, because, hey, he's going to meet a 13-year-old boy, that was his intention, so, like, they're not going to play fucking Magic the Gathering, you know, Pokemon Go, he wants to play Pokemon, but not go. <laughs> he wants to play po. Well, he wants to play Poker Boy. You know what I mean? But it's messed up, right? He had intentions of something big there. He had intentions. So two years? No, 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 no. Right? Because. What would have happened, that's then going to, it's a, it's a fucking domino effect, right? Because the ripples from that shit. So what's going to happen to this 13-year-old boy? You know? Because I'm sure it, it, he's going to, either he's going to regret it after the fact. Right? Or he's meeting and maybe just to talk to someone because, yeah, I don't know. But maybe he don't really want to actually have sex. But it, it, it's, it's potentially creating a situation that is going to, I don't know, just become something greater. You know, so why why does my man get to do two years and bust? No, it, it should be a longer sentence. There should be more. There should be more. Because it's a fucking crime. Right? It, it, it's some badass shit. And it's insane. And listen, I, look. I'm not saying uh, what I am. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying. Yeah, I kind of am gonna be saying what I am gonna be saying. So I don't know what I just said, but you know what I mean. I do believe that everyone has a right for defense and all of that. You know what I mean. But there's certain things. There's I couldn't defend that motherfucker in court, like knowing he's already done some shit. And he had intentions of doing something else. I'm not trying to get that motherfucker off a case. It's so weird. It's so weird. But, you know, yes, he got two years, which I think is bullshit. I kind of feel for the all 
audacity of thinking he can get off, throw another, I don't know, 20 years, yeah, throw another 20 years on that motherfucker, because, oi, some foul ass shit, that's some foul ass shit, and yeah, thankfully, they didn't Oh, I say they didn't overturn it because if he got sent to jail in 2018, he's technically probably either out or just about to get out, or he might have even been let out early because of the fucking pandemic. Ugh. God damn it, man. If anyone has to die over corona, let it be that fucking asshole. I mean? Yeah, fuck it. Ugh. Okay, I I wasn't gonna really talk about it, but uh, you just wherever you go, you just see shit about it. So, fuck it. What the fuck are the Smiths doing? Yeah, you know I mean? like what the fuck? This whole red table. Bullshit and come on now, entanglement. Ah, like everyone's playing, like that's a new that ain't a new thing. It's just no one, well, no one's gonna drop it in a fucking conversation and try and play like they're being all kind of spiritual, you know what I mean. I no one's gonna use it like that. It's hilarious. I like the whole red table thing is a bit of a joke, right? Because I mean the idea of the show in itself is kind of self-serving. Yeah, it is self-serving, it's manufactured. Because you're gonna know what's coming up. Like looking just from the the one that went out about this whole bullshit, right? They're sit like they know before they're filming that what they're gonna be talking about. They know it's gonna be short, right? They just wanna get a few things out. And as so you know, people they're acting in a certain way, but it's it's not natural. Like none of it's natural. It's just kind of some fake ass bullshit. Like I I there's I think there's a couple of things about this, right? So firstly, if it was reversed. <laughs> If that shit was reversed, there would be uh, so much conversation happening right now. Because no one's really going at Jada, right? And to be honest, whatever. Jerry, like, the whole thing means nothing. But... Just the hypocrisy of um, people in general. 
Because, yeah, if it was reversed, people would be talking all their shit right now. But they're not. Because it's Jada. But, like, I don't even know why this is a big deal. Right? They did. The, the bullshit went down four, nearly five years ago. Right? And August, August, August. What the fuck, son? You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's a grown dude. He's a grown dude. And. Look, I, I, you know, I think we, we all get it. You know I mean, like, we all get it. Yeah, look, relationships can be messy. You know what I mean? And people making albums or art or that kind of stuff about the fallout, about how it affects them, that ain't nothing new. I mean... Where it gets, where where it always gets weird, is is when people wanna drop names, but there ain't real any reason for names. The whole, oh yeah, I'm just trying to heal. You you're not trying to heal. You ain't trying to heal. Because if you're trying to heal, you you do it in pub. You do it in private by doing it in public. You ain't helping no one. The only thing you're helping is yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's all it is. That's all it is. And it's kind of weird, right, to do it and then release an album. You know what I mean? Or, 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 was it, or his interview came out just after the album. Either way. Like, that seems very self-serving. You know what I mean? Like, if you just drop the album and nothing else, fine, whatever. You know what I mean? But to drop an album and then do all the press and all, it's like, it's weird. It's really fucking weird. And then them, like, Jada and Will, they didn't need to do that shit, they didn't need to do that shit, and what's real fucking funny, is, like, Jada puts out the tweet, like, last week, I brought myself to the table last week, but decided to hold the episode out of respect for the far more important situations that have been happening around us, right, so last week, you thought, oh, there's too much crazy shit happening in the world. And then the next week, you're like, meh, might as well drop it. It's a bit like, hey, if you think there's all this crazy, just don't put it out. There's no need to put it out. It's, firstly, it's 13 fucking, it's a short-ass bit. It's short as fuck, right? Nothing really was said. This is a crazy thing. Like, nothing was said. (laughs) Like, don't act like this is critical. Like, if it doesn't come out, the world is gonna end. Nothing was said. 
all it was was just going, well, you know, it, it was them trying to act all spiritual and be like, and kind of dissing August, really, because it was just like, you know, when uh, when he first came um, you know, to the house, he was broken, like, we didn't even think he was gonna survive, like, oh, I, and it was just like, oh, Org was ill, Org was sick, Org, I mean, it's just like, yeah, 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 you can't just say that, you know what I mean, because there's connotations to those words, right, you are painting a picture of someone just, Fucked up You know what I mean You can say like Hey My man was you know what I mean He was heartbroken Like he was just worn down by the industry He was You know what I mean You can say that kind of stuff But dropping the certain Language which they chose It's a little bit messy It's a little contrived They know what the fuck they're doing Right, so there's that, and then it's just a bullshit because, hey, from everything that was said, and we knew the situation too, right? So, you know, I forget when the fuck they did it, but they decided, hey, we're now life partners, we're not married, we're life partners, and it's just like, okay. Whatever. Just say you're in an open fucking relationship. No one gives a fuck. No one cares. You know what I mean? Like, for years, people have been going, yeah, we've been doing this thing. Like, for years, everyone's been, like, hearing the rumours. No one cares. It's not that important. Right? And so... Yeah, like, it was just a weird thing that they decided to talk on this this old-ass news. Because if they just don't say anything, it kind of goes away. It kind of goes away, right? But they decided to do it. As they're talking about, like, you know, they even say it. The marriage, they were going to split up. They were gonna split up. So her fucking with August, it's nothing. Because they're not together. Right? So it was in a time they were separating. And then, you know, they decided to get back together. So she stopped. Now, when you break it all down... Right, because I've heard some people go, yeah, she took advantage and all of that. Look, you know, August is, what, 27? So at the time, he was, what, 23, maybe, 22? He's a grown dude. He's a grown fucking dude. Like, when you're not kids. Now, you know what's happening. You know that, all right, she's married to Will. But, you know, I think they've split up. Okay, they split up. And you think, all right, what? When did they split up? What, a few weeks back? A year ago? Hmm. Like, maybe it's a weird situation. Eh, fuck it. 
I don't care. She's fine as hell. I want to get up in there. I'm going to do my thing. Right? So he made a choice. He made a choice. Now, did she act correct? Like, but she's just like, oh, yeah, I did. And then I haven't spoken to him since. And you'd be like, all right, maybe she kind of cold. Right? If anything, she was probably kind of cold in the way she handled the shit. You know, she decided to get back with Will. And then she just cuts it all. Right? Now, you get why. You know, you know, because I, I can guarantee Will's just like Homie ain't coming around here no more <laughs> You know what I mean? He ain't coming in the house Alright? I ain't gonna put hands on him But yeah, that's done We ain't cool like that Okay? Alright that's what, that's what you're getting and and also, you know, like, from all the rumours of Will fucking around, that's all they've ever been, room. Like, no one he's reportedly messed with has come out and done interviews. And, like, and I guess some might have wanted to, but then you do the payoff, you do the conversation, you handle the shit. And, like... From this whole situation, yeah, get the sense that's what this is. Because you know, he's just like, yup, yup, I told you, well, you do, Jada. You know, what I mean? it, it's that kind of condescending, like, I told you so. Like, I warned you, your ass didn't listen. You thought you were the smart one. You gone fucked up. That's what we're seeing. That's what all this was. And you just wonder, why did you want to put this out there? This, like, it's dumb. It makes you both look ridiculous. And it just keeps the shit in the cycle for longer. Which makes you wonder, is that what you want? Like, is that what you want? There's, it's not damaging in the effect like, oh, sponsors are going to leave them. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, like, jobs are gone. You know, she was up for this role. Will was up for this role, but now they're not. No, it's not going to be detrimental in that sense. But imagine... Like, you sign one of them to a TV show. Eyes are going to be on it. Because they're like, oh, oh, yeah, Jada. Oh, what's going on? Oh, she's in this new show now. Oh, let me check it out. So, yeah. You know, it's that no press is bad press situation kind of thing. You know what I mean? That's what this all seems. Because neither have been in anything big. Lately, really Like, I know Will's just signed that big film deal with Apple With Antonio Farouk for Emancipation But if we think about his film Like, he hasn't had any good film for a long ass time Like, his name cannot carry a film alone And we have seen that 
time and time again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know Will wants that Oscar. And Will ain't ever getting that Oscar. Like, not if he just carries on the way he's been doing. And choosing the shitty films he's been choosing. You know? Maybe he turns it around. Who knows? Who really cares? But yeah. Like, all of this shit. All of all of this red table bullshit. What the fuck are you doing, people? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Now you're seeing in the press that... Oh, they thought it was... Necessary for them to breathe For them to move up No No, 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 no No, it wasn't uh, Yeah, just were ridiculous And August What the fuck, man It's like all this Oh, I really love her Like, I've still got love in my heart for her I love Will No, you don't You don't because if you did, you wouldn't be airing the names out there. Yeah, you know I mean, there is a big difference. People say many things, but actions speak louder than words. You know what I mean? Let's remember that, people, because that is universal on so many motherfucking things. Actions speak louder than goddamn words. Okay, so I came across this story, which is kind of crazy. I feel it's kind of crazy, right? So a a, a teenage girl, a 15-year-old, right? She lives in Michigan. Um, she was sent to a juvenile detention center because she hadn't completed some schoolwork. Yeah, no, 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 people, that's the situation, alright, so, you know, this this 15-year-old, a girl called Grace, uh, she just, she lives with her mum, right, and, you know, like, from all accounts, the situation was great, you know, but as teenagers do, when they hit that certain age they start playing up, right, everyone fucking does it, you know what I mean, and I think you, you especially find it in single parent households, so, she starts playing up, and, you know, there's issues, right, and the mum has said that she didn't know who to call, Right, she didn't know about any social groups that kind of help with these incidents or anything like that. So the people she would call for help, the local police. And so there was an incident with theft, right? It's an incident with theft and um, it was found that she also had taken a phone um, because hers was, you know, Suspended from her with from her mum, so she took a phone from a locker at school. So, because of that, she was put on probation, right? So she was put on probation. Um, I think in eight in March, uh, and everything was fine, you know. But 
then the world shut down, right? So everyone's working from home, you know, schools and all of this. And from everyone who is in this situation, they, yeah, confused as fuck. Like, you know what I mean? People would do, like, people I've spoken to, you know, just like, yo, for the first a month was, like, no one knew. No one's doing anything because there's no plan, right? But then schools started to be like, okay, this is what you need to do, and we're going to go online and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, then also had issues with people being able to log on and the systems crashing and everything like this. So you've got that. And what it seems... There's, a, a, you know, everyone's having issues with it, right? Kids are having problems engaging with the whole situation. And especially those that kind of, you know, I think the formal confines of study are difficult. Like, not everyone can engage in a, a group of, what, like, 30 Sitting in a room trying to learn. That's difficult for a lot of people. It's difficult for a lot of adults. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, hey. Right. So, there's there's this problem. And it's a problem that is universal. You know, it's not just a certain group or in a certain area or a certain country. No. It's universal. Everyone around the world is having the same problems, right? So, yeah, well, so this all happened, and she's, you know, she's trying to do the schoolwork, but she, you know, she says, she tells her um, probation officer, you know, I'm having problems, Right, it's, it's I'm finding it difficult to engage. But Grace also has ADHD, right? And so she said, I'm finding it difficult to engage. You know, it like it's hard to keep concentration and all of this. So this is what has been said. It's been vocalized. You know what I mean? And it also should be noted, right? So. As part of her individualised educational plan, she's meant to be getting support where teachers would periodically check in to make sure that, you know, she everything is clear, you know, she, she's keeping a focus, she's working okay, she's getting extra time to complete the assignments and tests. That's part of the system. It's part of the plan. But when it went remote, that never happened. Right? So that never happened, which is kind of crazy. So um, we we then find, you know, so, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, she's told her, you know, probation officer, as it were, that she's feeling overwhelmed. Right, and, you know, the, her sleep pattern is all over the place, which, yo, everyone can relate to. 
she's finding herself being anxious, you know, it's a problem, okay, so, um, her mum has then, um, you know, spoken to, uh, the, the, the probation officer, and, um, the probation officer, right, said this to her mum, Grace is not going to be perfect, and, you know, teenagers aren't always easy to work with, but you have to give them the opportunity to change, right, said she needs time to adjust to the new normal of being on probation and doing work from home, that's what the probation officer said, but Five days later, five days later, this same probation officer reports her for violating her probation and, you know, not completing some work, which seems crazy. You literally, a few days prior, said, hey, people need time to adjust. It's fine. Don't worry. But then you don't give them that time to adjust. Like, what the fuck? And the crazy thing, really, about the situation as well, right, is, um, <laughs> you know, the school had a different thing to say. Because, you know, after she... Filed this violation She then thinks You know what I probably should talk to the school So three days later Three days after the fact She hits up the school Right And says you know Like what's the situation With coursework Right And um, yeah Her her Grace's teacher Responded and said that um that grace was in line with what everyone else was doing yeah she like she said there's there's not um there's not an issue like you know everyone is in the same situation and she also said um Let me be clear that this is no one's fault because we did not see this unprecedented global pandemic coming. Um, You know, she said, Grace has a strong desire to do well. She is trying to get to the other side of a steep learning curve mounting and we have a plan to get her there. So that's what, um, you know, that's what the school said But, you know, now this violation has been done So it went back to call Went back to call, right? And that's a whole heap of mess You know, her, like, um, her attorney doesn't show up Does it via Zoom and tells everyone Yeah, it's probably going to be difficult me Difficult for me to do my job like this So it's just like, wait What? What? 
you know, and the judge, which is just completely crazy, says, um, yeah, so, <laughs> it's just insane, man, but yeah, the judge says that she, she was a danger to the community, a danger to the community, and so, Send her to juvenile, you know, a juvenile detention center. It's just a ridiculous situation that really, like, when you look at everything, you wonder what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? It is it, like, firstly, the court has suspended. All cases, all cases except emergency, right? So nothing is happening at the courthouse, but they make this girl and her mother go to the courthouse, which you're just like, wait, how is this an emergency fucking case? Like, what? You mean, how do you class this as an emergency, right? And I think, you know, with all the numbers, right? So it's saying from January 2016 to June 2020, 4,800 juvenile cases were referred to Oakland Court, right? And 42% involved black youths, which you're just like, what, and only 15% of the youths in the county are black, it's like, the numbers are crazy, so when, if you've got loads of cases like this, yeah, that's why, because it, like, you're sending a kid to a detention place in a time when people are getting told, don't leave your houses. Don't leave your houses, right? They're releasing people from these places. You're, like, they let pedophiles and murderers out of jail so they wouldn't get COVID. That's what happened. They have done this. But they're gonna send a girl to juvenile for missing a week's homework. And the other thing that should be noted, right? <laughs> The school had agreed, right, because of her ADHD and other learning difficulties, that, you know, the deadlines aren't really that important as long as all the work is submitted before the end of the semester. So, in theory, the work isn't even fucking late. So there's no actual violation. But she's still in this facility. It, it, it's, uh, it's incidents like this that 
keep you just scratching your head, you know, because we have all of these people telling us, right, that, oh, there's no systematic racism, you know, no institutional racism, but you then find shit like this happening, you know, and it's already been, you know, a big thing that within Michigan, you know, that there's racial issues, you know, that black people are getting, you know, just worse sentencing in courts, right, that's already a thing, even before this, so you know it's a problem, but then, yeah, this is allowed to happen, it it just makes no sense, right, and it's irritating, it's fucking irritating, and just think, just think, right, so, Felicity Huffman, she is part of a fucking scam system, and what, she got 14 days in jail, 14 days in jail, and she doesn't even serve all of them, and then, oh, she has to pay uh, a small little fine that is nothing, if you think about the buckets that she's sitting on, right, and a a year of probation, like, come on now, like, none of this shit adds up, it, 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 you can see that there is a, just a biased in the treatment of people, and the wealthier you are, the, you know, the more lenient a lot of times, a lot of times, not all the times, but a lot of times, this shit will be, like, we, we need transparency, this is the thing, this is the thing, there needs to be an equality, and things like this just show us there really isn't, there really isn't, <sighs> something needs to change, man, something really needs to fucking change, okay, so, man, this is an interesting situation, right, and I think, um, yo, I think my friend, uh, Sean McKeever mentioned it, at the very start of, um, the, you know, just all the crazy, right, so when, like, organisations were try- all, all leaping to try and say, hey, we're allies, yeah, we're, we stand with you, ah, whatever, motherfuckers, you know what I mean, he, he, I, I believe he, he commented, and he was just like, I wonder if now, the Redskins will change their name, and, uh, yeah, it, 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 it looks like it's finally happened, right, so, um, they put out a, 
statement on the 13th, right? And it said, um, on July the 3rd, we announced the commencement of a thorough review of the team's name. That review has been in earnest. As part of this process, we want to keep our sponsors, fans and community apprised of our thinking as we go forward. Today, we are announcing we will be retiring the Redskins name and logo upon completion of this review. Dan Snyder and Coach Riviera are working closely to develop a new name and design approach that will embrace the standing of our proud tradition, rich franchise and inspire our, our sponsors, fans and community for the next 100 years. So, yeah, they are, uh, you know, finally changing their name. And it... <laughs> It makes me laugh, right? It, the, the the situation makes me laugh because that, and it's and it's what we find in a lot of these statements organizations put out. You know that um, you know, like the review has become in earnest, right? And um, you know that that like these things are. Important And you just think It's not though Like who are you trying to kid It's not Right and the only reason This is really happening You know if we really want to break it down The only real reason All of this is going down Is because the sponsors kind of stepped in. That's it. That that you know, I mean, literally, that's the only friggin' thing. Because if it wasn't Nike, FedEx, you know, all of those other people, if they hadn't contacted them and said, "Um, we've got issues with what's happening." We wouldn't be getting this. They, they, you know, they wouldn't change. They wouldn't be changing the name. They wouldn't be uh, changing the logo. None of this would be happening, right? Because if you <laughs> like, we could just look back. Because this isn't a new thing. This situation has been going on for a long ass time, right? In um. 2013, you know, a symposium got together, they got together, you know, they discussed everything, and they sent a letter to um, Roger Goodell, who was the NFL commissioner, and um, Snyder, Dan Snyder, they sent them um, this information, right, and, um, yeah, <laughs> there was a response <laughs> There was definitely A response Right When asked by USA Today Snyder said We'll never change the name It's that simple Never You can use caps <laughs> 
van. Like, and now they're changing it. You know, he he had said that, you know, it was in honour to, like, Native Americans. And that in 71, they had consulted with um, the Red Cloud... Um, no, sorry, in in 71, right, they um, consulted with, yeah, the Red Cloud um, Indian Fund um, on designing the logo, right, but the Red Cloud Athletic Fund, you know, they sent a letter saying, as an organisation, Red Cloud Indian School has never and will never endorse the use of the name Redskins. Like many Native American organizations across the country, members of our staff and extended community find the name offensive. So there's, there's, you know, and that's just one incident. You know, the, the situation came up again in, two, in 2017. And I remember that, <laughs> you know, the words at the time were, were kind of similar. You know, similar shit had been said, you know. Um, you know, a, a comprehensive review was you know being put underway and they're gonna look into the matter and all of this and then afterwards they're just like yeah everyone's cool with it so I'm, I'm because it's just like all right if you'd only just had a comprehensive review then surely the response right now would have just been Listen, we, you know, we address this situation And look, we, we, you know, we spoke to these people and these groups And blah, 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 blah And this is what was said And obviously, makes you wonder Was that actually done? Was that actually done? And hey, let us be honest, right? Let's be honest I, you know I imagine a lot of Native American people don't really care. You know, I imagine they don't really care about all of this. You know, it, it, it's like situations when, you know, let's just say um, the with the animation, right? And, you know, the... the Kristen Bell voice, voicing a black character and all of this kind of thing. Like, people, like, you know, it's not really you're offended by that. They, like, the thing that's offend, offensive is the fact that, you know, you, you restrict entry to the game. That's the problem, right? And so with this, maybe... You know, maybe, uh, you know, a big percentage don't care. But there were ways around it. There were ways to kind of just sort the situation out ages ago. You know what I mean? They didn't need to get into all of this shit. 
Because if Snyder just said, right, listen, we, because, you know, one reason for keeping the name and the logo is like, you know, it's tradition. I want to change it because the memories our fans have, you know, of like attending games with their, with their parents and grandparents and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's why I'm not changing the name. You know, that's what he has said, right? So, if you want to keep all of that, yeah, you could have probably kept all of that. Just say, listen, right? From all the merchandise that we sell with the logo and the name and all of that, we're going to donate. Now, I don't know. Right, but at least half. You could just say at least half because they're making money from spon. You know, they're making money from so much other places, right? So they could have afforded to say, "We're gonna donate this amount to Native American organizations, to charities." They could have set up like a scholarship system. They could have set up a mentoring system, a leadership program. They could have done all of that. And I guarantee people will be like, cool. I mean, keep the motherfucking name. Because, listen, with all of this stuff, there's, as I've said before, right... Anyone can post a black square. Anyone can say, black lives matter. Doesn't mean anything. It really means nothing. What matters is what you're doing in the dark. What you're doing behind closed doors. Right? Are you, what, if you're working in HR and you're on a recruitment panel, are you being fair in your process, you know, when it comes to like disciplinaries and things like that, are you being fair in the process? Like, is there equality in the system? That's the real thing. So, if you are then helping, right, if you're setting up programs to empower, that's what matters. So, if Snyder had done that, if they had just gone, listen, right, let's just do this, let's give money, let's, you know, work to break down barriers and glass ceilings and all of this fucking prejudice, let's help empower, <laughs> that would have been enough, I Pet, that would have been enough But they didn't want to do it They didn't want to do it And Come on let, you know, let's, let's look at it right The You know Washington was Kind of founded By a racist This shit is you know, This This is true they, they were founded by a dirty Motherfucking racist Right? It, it's a fact. It really is. 
you know, it's, it's not a great, you know, it's not a great uh, situation on that front, you know, like, George Preston Marshall is the one that changed the team's name to the Redskins, because they originally the Bros the, the the Boston Braves, um they shared the name with the baseball team, and when they moved, you know, it was to kind of differentiate them, and <laughs> you know, Marshall was a big believer in segregation. Big believer in segregation, right? Washington were the last team to allow black players. And they only did it when they were threatened, you know, that they would lose their lease. So, mm, it, you know, this shit doesn't really surprise me. And the NFL, come on. They could have stepped in ages ago and said, look, we want to make, you know, we believe in making changes. We believe in doing things. But Roger Goodell, he backed Snyder all the way, backed him all the way. And we kind of have seen like, you know, the Everfield haven't been great (laughs) on equality and all of that. Right. So, yeah, this is a weird situation. It's a situation that could have been, could have been averted a long time ago. You know, things could have been done, but they weren't. But now we're cha- now we're seeing a change. We're seeing a change. Hey, I'm I'm a fan. I've been a fan of Washington for years. They were my t- they you know they're my team. I follow him every year, right, but, yeah, it, 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 it's one of these things, right, that, yeah, now, now it's changed, right, something's been done, but it is, it was done merely to appease, you know, the financial backers, that's it, let's be, let's be clear, let's understand that, <laughs> because yeah, if FedEx, Nike, Amazon, Walmart, Target, you know, if, if they hadn't, you know, threatened them, yeah, this wouldn't happen, like, Amazon, Walmart, Target, they stopped selling, you know, all the merchandise last week, so, <laughs> There was no really other direction that Washington could go in. Snyder was up against a barrel. Is it up against a barrel? I mean, that's the expression, right? I think so. Hmm. I might be wrong. Who knows? But yeah. Now, the big question is, what's the new identity going to be like? What are they going to call themselves? What's the logo is interesting. It's gonna be interesting, and it will also be interesting. And like, <laughs> who are they consulting on this new rebranding? Because hey, it has to happen soon. 
because they can't enter the new season in September unless they've got this all sorted out. So we're gonna find out pretty soon. So yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> okay, all right, listen. I'm going to talk and shit I have no clue about Because that's what we do, right? Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, right? I, like, I always see these things about, you know, parenting and all of that shit And the one thing that always baffles me, right? Because I, I've just seen this article It's like, busting the myth of perfect parenting Because there's no such that's the title of it, right? And they're just going, um, yo, what's the thing? It's like, uh, um, don't try and be the perfect parent, try and be the good enough parent. And so it, it rolls out these, um, tips, right? So it, it, it gives, um, what is it, five points, no, six points, six points on being a good enough parent, like, use the 70-30 rule, right, that's what they're saying, so, uh, 70% of the time, um, you're meant to, uh, get things right, and then 30% of the time, eh, you might mess up, then they're like, get, two is get back to basics, right, your little ones has a, a very short attention pan, so don't stress yourself out trying to get crazy complicated with activities, right, so basically just give them a cardboard box, let them have fun with that, free, click unfollow, Tech is useful for parents, but airbrushed images of family life on social media are not. Which, you know, I think we can say that about everything, right? Four, have a chat. Have a chat. You don't need to spend loads of money on toys, cuddling on the sofa, looking at a book, or just having a chat is cool. Five, take things with a pinch of salt. It's not just on social media that people pretend to be perfect. And six, be kind to yourself. Taking time out for you is really important. But make sure this doesn't become another perfect parenting pressure. Now, five. Fine, but why even get complicated? Like, just don't be an asshole. It's just as simple as that, right? Don't be an asshole. Don't beat your kids. Don't try and poison them against other people, races, or gender. You know, let them choose, but don't fall shit on them. It's as simple as that. Just use those fucking rules. And then everything else will work itself out in the wash. That's what I think. And I kind of feel that my years 
of parenting experience, I think go to show that what I say is the fact, people. Okay, people, so this week, yo, we've had two episodes of Chin Check already, alright? So, uh, yeah, on Monday, we, um, we, uh, broke down the, the previous weekend, so we looked at, um, UFC 251, all the craziness that happened there, and then Submission Underground 16, and, yo, that was controversial, man. So we talked about that. Then the next day, we uh, we previewed the um, the Cater E card that's happening tonight. Yes, that's right. We got UFC on a Wednesday. So if you want to know where to put your money, make some bets, all of that. And yeah, if you're just wondering who's going to win, check out these episodes, right? So, um, what? I think it's 56 and 57. So 50, the, I don't know, it's kind of labeled. Work it out yourselves, people, but they're up. So, um, yeah, go check those out too. And uh, have fun. All right. Peace. Okay, so I figured I would give Warrior Nun a try. It's a 10-episode fantasy adventure series on Netflix. Um, So it's created by Simon Barry. Okay, Um, you know, it's starring Alba Baptista... Toya Turner, uh, Fieke Rutan, Lorena Andrea, Christina Tonteri Young, and Tristan Ulia. Um, it's music by Jeff Russo, and yeah, each episode is between like 40 50 minutes. You know, um, it so it's based on a comic book series that I think it's like from nineteen ninety four from Ben Dunn called Warrior Nun Aurelia. Uh so yeah, you know, it kind of looked a little goofy, but I figured, hey, could be fun, right? So I figured, let me check it out. Um. Oh, so the the premise of the show is this, right? So, Warrior Nun revolves around the story of a 19-year-old woman who wakes up in a morgue with a new lease on life and divine artifact embedded in her back. She discovers she is now part of the ancient order of the Cruciform Sword that has been tasked with fighting demons on Earth and powerful forces representing both heaven and hell want to find and control her. Uh, also, which I, you know, I think is a big thing. Uh, so, she's a uh, teletraplegic. Yeah. Well, she was before she woke up in a morgue. <laughs> you know. Um, 
So, yeah, you know, I feel, okay, it could be interesting, right? So, I'll give it a go. Uh, and we we kind of start off with this big kind of action piece happening, right? And, uh, you know, Sister Shannon has been injured, but she's the um, Halo, she's the Halo wielder, warrior holder, I forget what they call it, right, but she's the the head of this faction, this group of warrior women, and, um, yeah, so she's in, mortally injured, they bring her in, and, you know, they're like, ah, oh, right, we need to protect the halo, we can't lose a halo, so one of the sisters um, takes it out of her, and puts in this dead body, who is Ava, thinking, okay, the dead body will mask the signal, and the demons won't be able to get it, and all will be fine, but the halo wakes up the dead person, and uh, then the story kind of unfolds, you know, she runs away, she meets up with a group of young people, Uh, And, yeah, it kind of goes from there. So, you know, like, the beginning part, you're like, okay, all right, I'm intrigued, I'm intrigued. All right, let me see where this is going. And I guess, you know, this series, it hits every generic kind of, you know, just trope and idea that you have ever ever seen in, I don't know, not just a superhero kind of piece, but just an action drama series, you know, it leaves none, (laughs) none buried, you find every single one, and it's a little bit like, oh, it is very heavy-handed, very just so heavy-handed, right, you know, like, uh, you know, so, she, she meets up with this group, right, so, but, she doesn't know them, and straight away, like, they, they bring her in, well, when I say they, you know, their head, who, obviously, well, they all are, they're all this attractive group, yeah, you know, there's, what, mm, two guys, two girls, you know, and one of the guys, yeah, the leader, as it were, he's like, hey, you should come with us, and takes her in, even though, right, this group, they're kind of trying to keep under, under surveillance, you know, no attention to themselves, and they're doing their thing, but they're just going to bring a random girl into the fold, for no reason whatsoever, you know, and obviously, she trusts them, you know, straight off the bat, which is one of those weird ones, right, because they have her trusting them, but not trusting anyone else, 
And it's, it's like, you know, because it's just like, huh, I've, I've been through too much to trust people. And it's just like, I, but that's not true. Because you're de- you've decided to trust this group. Right? For no real reason. No reason whatsoever. But on the other hand, you're saying you're not trusting this other group of people. So it's one of those things that that makes no sense whatsoever, right? So we have that, <laughs> and um, you know, obviously she's this sarcastic woman um, who, you know, when um, anything comes her way, instead of just hey, you know, talking it through, she uses sark and you know, to kind of deflect things, which is just, it's just a boring device that people use, there's no nuance in it, you know, because it's just like, listen, I think by just doing that across the board, you're saying that these people are not intelligent enough to have real conversations or things like that. So they do this and they're just like, huh, but what if I, and huh, you wouldn't you like to know, and all of this kind of shit, when it's just like, look, in, in all reality, you, you will have people, you know, and they might not want to share everything, right? So you can talk, you'll be talking to them, and they might be holding a few things back, a little cautious, which is a completely different thing. Yeah, but they never kind of play it like you would actually see. But yeah, so we're having all of this, but then within all of this main kind of story, you've got all of these other things going on. Like this organisation that's uh, within the church, right? This warrior nun kind of cult. (laughs) Cult protectorate, whatever you want to call it, right, that no one else knows about, not even, like, higher-ups in the church, but it's a, a group of women, but led by a guy, how many times have we seen this, you know, well, and there's never a reason, there's never anything that makes any sense why this would happen, you know what I mean? It's always a bit like, but why is it like this? Huh? Yo, like, all the all the people in the group, are, they're all y- mad young, apart from one kind of, like, sister-in-charge type of thing, who isn't really in charge, so it's just like, but what are you then? Huh? Like, what are you? And then this other woman, um, Shotgun Mary, who, wait, are you part of it, but you're not part of it? What? Yeah, I mean, like, so there's, they, they make this supposed secret group, but the group itself doesn't really make any sense, right? So there's that. And then you find out, oh, so there's kind of factions within this group, Obviously there are, <laughs> you know what I mean, that are kind of 
going against what the actual group is about. So you have that. Then we've got this private organization that's uh, like a tech company and they're using sacred church artifacts to uh, kind of progress their reach. So we have these two kind of entities that are clashing and all of this, this group of young, you know, teenagers who are committing crimes and are meant to be real slick about it. But you're just like, that isn't slick. You know, you, you see them do something. You're just like, wait, how is no one picking up on that? It, they're not really inconspicuous. So it's all this shit that you're watching and you're like, oh, this isn't really making any sense. Then we have, like, Ava's kind of backstory, okay? So she's, um, you know, she's not really from Spain, because this is all set in Spain. Um, and... What she was on holiday with her parents. There was a car accident. They died. She lived, but badly injured, which makes her a uh, what do they call it? Because it's meant to be like you usually call it a quadriplegic, but yeah, they're saying it's a tetraplegic. Um, so she's a tetraplegic, and she's an orphan. Right, so that's her kind of backstory. Now, the problem with the backstory is two big things. Two big things that after four episodes, no one seems to look into, right? And the first is the big kind of glaring thing, right? So... Yeah, because you're wondering, oh, how did she die? Well, supposedly, she took an overdose. Okay. Now, don't you think that seems a little bit suspicious? That a teleplegic takes an overdose. Because, you know, she's teleplegic. Meaning her arms and her legs and her torso don't work. So how is she taking a tablet overdose? That's the big thing here, right? And no one asked that question, right? So when the warrior nun faction get her medical records... Right, because they're just like, oh, who is this girl that's got our halo? And they get her records. And then they read, oh, yeah, she was a troublemaker. She killed herself. Right, so obviously, you have this weird faction within who are then going up against her. I mean, like, oh, you're bad. You're evil. Oh, why have you got the halo? Oh, what are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, yeah, and, and you killed yourself. Yeah. You don't deserve this. But then the dude who's, you know, overseeing the whole thing, he's just like, hey, 
be kind to her, right, but neither of these people are like, wait, hold on, how did she kill herself, even though, when the guy goes to speak to the, um, you know, the sisters, because it's the church also that runs the orphanage that Ava was in, when he goes to speak to the, the head of that, he's like, hmm, you don't seem very friendly, you don't seem very nice, but he doesn't question them on this, on this fact, which makes no sense, right, it's a, it's a weird thing, so we have this, right, which is just, how has no one brought it up after four fucking episodes, then, the other thing, that makes no sense, right, so, she's 19 now, okay, so she has been in a bed for 12 years, 12 years, since she was 7, she is now 19, remember that, 12 years in a bed, no movement, hmm, a year, Catching my drift here, people. Right? There would be just muscle issues. You know, like, when you see people who are, you know, like, hospital bed-bound, wheelchair-bound, paraplegics, trilegics, who, people that can't move... Their, their, their muscles and their limbs atrophy, right, because there's no use to them, so the muscles waste away, you know, it's one of, everyone knows, when you haven't been to the gym, if you go to the gym all the time, and you haven't been to the gym for a while, and you don't do anything, you know, your muscles start to go, you get a bit loose, right, it's lockdown, everyone knows what I'm saying here, uh, so, <laughs> she's been in a bed for 12 years, she shouldn't be able to move, right, shouldn't be able to move, shouldn't be able to walk, shouldn't be able to run, but there's nothing wrong with her, and we see her just moving all normally, right, when, okay, fine, if you're gonna have her that she can move, there would be a limp, there would be a weird gait, but no, we see no issue whatsoever, and this was the, and this was one of the biggest issues for me, because it makes no sense, we've got her running and jumping, and all manner of things, and it's just like, what are you doing? How can you do any of this shit? This is ridiculous. You know, because they've all, there's just the fact that, you know, she's bed bound for 12 years. We've also been kind of had the fact that, that you know, the orphanage neglected all of their patients. All of the patients, which, and we only ever see two, by the way. But we know that they're mean, they're nasty, they've neglected them. So it's not like they are, 
massaging the limbs every day or you know what I mean there's none of that so how the fuck is she moving and doing all of this stuff we then also we've got her referencing stuff that wait how the fuck would you even know any of that there's no tv in the room like you know the only other person in your room is a young boy who must be, I don't know, eight, something like that, no older than ten. So, he's not giving you any point of reference on any of this stuff. So, like, it, it, it's not making any sense, right? None of this shit makes any sense, Any anything, but she would be a fish out of water. Like, you'd play, you'd have to play it like that. But they don't. They don't. So we had this, this thing, you know, just this whole concept, it doesn't gel. You know, nothing meshes together because you've created all of these plot points that don't work. Right? So this is a huge issue. Add to it, the terrible dialogue. The dialogue is so bad. Like, all the interaction is crazy wooden. Like, nothing gels. Like, people, like, just the sisters talking to each other, the other warrior nuns. Like, it doesn't feel like any of them have known each other for, for a long period of time. Because it's just, you know, everything feels real clunky when they're talking. And at first I thought, oh, it's because, you know, this sh- it, it's, it's, a, it's a foreign series that's just been, um, you know, dubbed. So the English translation, it comes off a bit, mm, but no, it's not even that. It's an English language bloody show. It's an English language show. They just used a load of foreign actors and actresses, which is fine, right? But the dialogue is terrible. It's atrocious. The dialogue is atrocious. Add to that. <laughs> so we like one thing. We we see these warrior nuns training a lot. They're firstly never breaking a sweat. Right? Never breaking a sweat. All of them, they're all like pristine. Like, no, no one's got scars. Like, they're all wearing makeup. It makes no real sense. Like, you're looking at it and you're just like, wait, what? Like, if you're meant to have been in all these big battles with demons and and the like, I'm 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 sure like you know what I mean people aren't getting out scot free, right? There's gonna be some cuts and shit like that, but yeah, everyone's looking fresh to death, and so you're scratching your head like, wait, what's going on here? You know, like. You know, it's just a bad job at kind of displaying the nature of what's meant to be happening. 
you know, that's, and it, these are the issues where I just had to, I couldn't do any more, I, I went four episodes, and I'm like, I'm tapping out people, I can't do it, can't do it, this is just bad, and, you know, like, listen, I understand, it's fantasy, you can dispel your belief on some things, but, for me, as a story has to make sense. Like, make sense in the world, in the realm of, right, this is the logical progression, okay? So, all right, so if this is going to happen, bum, 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 yeah, then that would be like that. Okay. You know, if she's not trusting everyone, anyone, then she's not trusting anyone. Why would she be trusting these people, you know? Like, nothing makes any sense, and people are just doing stuff that are just like, huh, you know, it's one of those ones where it's just like, oh, someone finds out something, but instead of just telling people, which, you know, would be the logical thing, they don't, and it's all like, oh, we're keeping secrets, and it's just like, but why, you haven't explained to us, you haven't given us a reason why these people would be keeping secrets, why all of this would be some weird cloak and dagger bullshit, so yeah, can't do it people, can't do it, now, listen, I I imagine this show would be for people that enjoyed shit like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you know, because that was some hokey ass shit too, right, so, (laughs) if you're a fan of, like, Buffy, I'm imagining if you're, like, a a Maze Runner fan, um, that Divergent series, all of that kind of jazz, if you're a fan of that, you know, this could well be your jam, you know, you might dig this, okay, so, yeah, I guess it's for you people, right, it just ain't for me, I, uh, yeah, I had to tap out, but I figured, listen, I, I, I'm giving it a, a period of time, I give it four episodes, and it still couldn't hold my interest, so yeah, I'm done, but hey, if it sounds like it's your thing, give it a whirl, it's on Netflix, alright, cool. Okay, so this week I checked out Atlanta Noir, which is edited by Tayari Jones. So this is from uh, Akashic Books, who have a uh, a series of like noir books, noir stories, anthologies that um. It started in 2004 with Brooklyn Noir, and yeah, they, they've got books in this series from all over the place, you know, like, it's mainly America, but we've got also ones in, um, like, India, um, I think there's a Paris one, uh, yeah, like, ranging in a few different spots as well. You know, so, um, yeah, it's interesting, right? Um, Okay, so 
This is what it says, right? Atlanta is one of America's most dynamic and fastest growing cities with an increasingly diverse population. This volume honours the city's transformation, albeit in a chilling manner, with a highly talented crew of contributors who know the city inside out. And Jones wrote, People don't know Atlanta don't understand the codes and the contradictions of the New South. Yes, Margaret Mitchell imagined the plantation Tara within the city limits, but it's also the home of outcast. Atlanta has captured the imagination of trash TV with Todd Chrisley's Mongolia cream accent, but also this decidedly urban antics of love and hip hop. The ashes of the Civil War still hang in the air, but immigration is turning the South into the global South. With Atlanta Noir, my hope was to find the writers who could show the city in all its dizzy complexity. These 14 writers represent the city's many neighbourhoods and demographics, from the southern punk scene of Little Five Points to the junior league world of Petrie City, where things are not always as they seem. There is more going on at the local Waffle House than just scattering, smoothing and chunking. This is a major international city, but it's still the Bible Belt. A mega preacher's past catches up with him, and the gentrification cannot tame the outlaw spirit of the city too busy to hate. Our airport boasts that it is the busiest in the world. Locals declare that even on the way to heaven, you have to change planes at Hartsfield-Jackson. Let us think of Atlanta Noir as an after-hours welcome to the city, where we serve our sweet tea with a shot of bourbon. So, yeah, it's... um. 14 writers, okay, 14 writers contributed to this, and it's been split into three parts, so part one is The Devil Went Down to Georgia, Uh, part two is Kin Folks and Skin Folks, and part three is Nose Wide Open, and uh, yeah, like, you know, I wasn't quite sure what to expect, but the first book, so that was Snowbound by um, Taniv Jew, and man, I think this this story really kind of paints a picture, and it also, the, the big thing about this, so, you know, I mean, you, you get this kind of, you know, uh, a... A, a married couple, and she always wanted the big house, and finally they got the big house, but they both work kind of crazy hours, and so they're not always in the same place at the same time, and uh, yeah, she's in the big house, in the middle, kind of out from everywhere, and um, yeah, then shit goes down, and you're just like, oh, fuck, 
But it's just the way the book kind of ends that leaves you like, okay, and like what? Come on, you get you know there needs to be more, and I think that's the thing. There's a lot of these stories that you know they end in a way. That that gives you real thirsty for more information, you know, and they definitely go in directions that you're not quite expecting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed like the first lot, you know, because we then had uh, Tercia, um, which is kind of around the um, so that's by Dallas Hodges. And yeah, it's kind of, you, you know, it's set in the College Park area of uh, Atlanta And, you know, so it's kind of focusing on the airport And yeah, you get this interesting story That you're kind of thinking, ooh, you know what I mean? It's, it, it, yeah, you you understand but then you're also thinking, yo, like, it's not smart, man. Like, the way certain information gets given, you're just like, yo, like, you should have known not to say that shit. And you're just thinking, oh, damn, like, oh, is there any redemption? Can you get by after this? And, yeah, you want to know. You really want to know Like the last Like the third story The Prisoner from um, Brandon Messi So that's set in uh, Grant Parks And that one ooh, That one is Is sad man It's real sad Because it's just like You know it just shows Like the corruption and shit and it's really interesting because you can see like someone is trying to steer someone from going down the same path they went. And you're just like, oh man, it's just not fair. Like, because you kind of, you know, everyone wants to believe in second chances, right? And you're just like, yo, there was never going to be a second chance. Like, what the fuck, man? So, yeah, that's great. And then you've got... um. Killjoy by Sherry Joseph So that's in East Atlanta And that is Yeah You just don't expect the story To kind of go Just go the way it went you know, Because it starts off with this um, You know, a teacher Teacher who's struggling with work And then it just goes In this crazy ass direction um, and the last one in this first part, One-Eyed Woman, by Gillian um, Royce. So it's in uh, Virginia Highland. And ah, it, it, it's definitely, it's sad. But it, it's one of those things where it's kind of just reflecting on, I guess it's like a, a life of privilege. You know, and not having to struggle and then what happens when, you know, you no longer live that life, right? So, it, you know, we're following this old woman, and, yo, 
yeah, you're just, you know, you feel for it, but it's a bit like, yeah, but it's kind of your own fault, you know, like, well, it's like, how do you let yourself get into that situation, and I think the, the great thing about all of these stories, right, and it's not just this first five, but it's just all of them, they really do a great job of painting a picture, and just bringing you in, you know, like, even if you, and I guess, look, if you know Atlanta, it's going to read differently, you know, it's going to open up new kind of, you know, touch points for you, but even if you don't, right, the way everything has been crafted, you, you understand it, you feel it, and that's, just a big thing, because, you know, these aren't overly long, Here, I think the longest story is maybe 40, well, on the audio, it's like 41 minutes, and then the shortest might be like 29 minutes, um, something like that, but even the short ones, you still have this picture that's painted, this this narrative, like this understanding that's great, right, and so, yeah, like, I really enjoyed those first ones, but, you know, it's not even to say, like, the next lot, like, all the other stories are really good, you know, um, and they definitely catch you, they definitely catch you unawares, you know, like, the, the you know, Seller by Anthony Grooms, Okay, so this is in Iman Park, and, you know, you you get this kind of, this kind of slow-paced story and everything, but then just the way it ends, you're like, oh, what? Like, what the fuck? I wasn't expecting that. And again, Caramel, so this one is from um, Tiari Jones, and it's like Cassade Heights area. And you, you, like, the way this story goes, right, so it's, um, you know, someone who finds out that her, her, who her dad might be, and in the confrontation part, oh, damn, like, you was not expecting that, you know, even after, like, the revelation, it's still, whew, yeah, and you just, like, you do, you want to hope that it does not go down a certain route, you know what I mean? Like, you really want to hope it doesn't, but you're just left, and you're just like, but, but, what? You know, so, yeah, it, it, they're just all really interesting, and, you know, and the rest of the stories are great in that second part. The third part, like that first, the first story in the first, third part, The Bubble by Jennifer Harlow. So this is in the Peachtree City. And, you know, I, I think when you first get it, right? So it's these two girls. And it seems very manipulative, Right? Real manipulative, and you think this one girl is just ugh, bad, right? You think she is 
not very nice. You know, although, right, you just think, well, it's not just on her, right? It's not just on her because, hey, the other girl, man, she could have, you know, she, she decided to go along with this shit, right? She decided. There was no, no one's holding, like, a gun to her head. You know, so it's like Maddie is the one that, that's kind of, you know, seems a certain way, and Emma seems very meek, then the way the story then goes, you're just like, oh, I don't feel there's no, there's no good people here, you know, and I, I mean, after what happens, neither definitely are not good, but it, 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 it just throws you this little curveball, that you're just like, oh fuck yeah, that's right, right? Damn. You know, so yeah, like there's there's so many kind of weird little surprises that you that we find, you know, in these tales. That's just real interesting. You know, the way four in the morning in the new place ends. By um, uh, you know, four in the morning in a new place, but by um Jim Grimsley, and the, yeah, the way that ends, definitely did not see that, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, like all of these, and Ma'am by Elisa Parker, again, I think. Yeah, it, it's just the way that, you know, this story is getting told With this little kind of twist Just thrown in This little twist thrown in Like with that story, with Mam You know, it's a mugging That, yeah, then you kind of see it in a whole new light And it's just like, oh Oh, good And it's just like, whoa if that is the case, whoa, do you know what I mean, like, do, you know, it's just that like you think, oh, she wants to be, have that title that bad, god damn it, and yeah, that's the joy of this, that's the great thing, that, yeah, just all these stories, they're just so different, but, yeah, they're really enjoyable. So, um, hey, if you, uh, you know, I, I, I can imagine if you've read any of this, this, uh, the, the other books in this noir series, then you'll want to check out Atlanta for sure. But, um, you know, if you haven't, this ain't a bad place to start. Because, uh, yeah, I, it's definitely got me wanting to um, give some of the other books in the series a check. You know, so if you, you know, if you enjoy any of these writers, yeah, I, I feel these are good stories, um, and if you just want to get a taste of, um, you know, these writers, hey, yeah, go check it, but yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it, um, and yeah, it's great on audio, you know, it's great on audio, so yeah, people, Go check out Atlanta Noir. I think you will like it.
Okay, people, so we are drawing to the end of another episode. And, uh, yeah, there's a few things happening in the TV world. Um, yo, NBC has finally launched their Peacock streaming service. Um, and I gotta say, right? There's a lot of reports coming out of problems and stuff like this. And, like, why do we do this? You know what I mean? Because every time something launches, there's always going to be issues. It's the nature of all of these things. That's why we have, you know, early adapters. Right? The people that jump on everything as soon as it launches, as soon as it comes out, right? Yes, they get the bragging rights. They get to be the first to try or use something. But they're also the guinea pigs. So I kind of just feel, you know what I mean? Give these things at least a week. Let them iron out all the bullshit. And then it's ready to go, okay? But anyway... You know, there is other stuff happening, like Apple. Apple are aggressively trying to uh, bolster up their Apple TV Plus service. You know, they're acquiring films and uh, TV shows, right? So they've just signed a deal with um, Idris Elba, you know? So they've locked his production company down for a first look deal. So yeah, he's uh, now going to be producing TV series and films for them uh, Because he's got his Green Door Pictures production company And he's already got a few shows out there and stuff So it'll be interesting to see if, you know what I mean, like everything now moves across You know, because it's got like the long road, the long run Concrete Cowboy and, and stuff like that So yeah will that move Or will it stay where it is And just the new stuff Go with him um, Paramount uh, They had a series Emily in Paris That was going to air on their network But for some reason Who knows what it's now gonna just be coming to uh, Netflix, right? And um, it's a 10 episode romantic comedy series about an ambitious 20 something marketing executive who lives in Chicago. And of course she does, but she lands her dream job of working in Paris. So we get to follow her in Palace on adventures and challenges. Woo! Rain, trying to meld with her new work colleagues, make friends, and find love. But uh, yeah, we'll get to see what this is like in the fall. Um, and it's starring Lily Collins as uh, Emily, obviously. Um, Showtime are cancelling their, um, yeah, their, their, their comedy series, Kidding, 
uh, which Jim uh, Jim Carrey is the lead on. Um, yeah, the second series ended earlier this year, and it looks like that's it. You know, which is uh, interesting. You know, um, I think it it kind of supposedly ended open. You know what I mean? With the viability of more to come. But, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. You know? Um, Showtime said, after two seasons, Kidding has concluded its run on Showtime. We are very proud of... Proud to have aired this imaginative, critically acclaimed and rewarding series. And we would like to thank Jim Carrey, Dave Holston, Michael Aglier and Michael Gondry and the entire cast and crew for their brilliant and talent, tireless work. So yeah, bit of nothing there. But uh, yeah. Alright, so... um. Fans of, uh, you know, the Clone Wars and, um, you know, uh, yeah, Rebels, I guess. Because I feel it's, yeah, that kind of came out of the Clone Wars, right? Um, But yes, fans of those Star Wars cartoon series, hey, they should be happy because... um, Disney have just asked for a new series called uh, The Bad Batch. So it's going to uh, be dropping next year. And it's going to be following um, the elite and experimental clones of The Bad Batch. Um, You know, that uh, came out of... um, yeah, Star Wars The Clone Wars, you know, so it's just gonna, yes, pick up on, um, you know, how they fit in the galaxy after The Clone Wars, <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna, um, it's gonna be, uh, you know, produced and everything by Dave Filoni, who, uh, you know, put together the original cartoon series and all of that, so, um, yeah, there should be continuity and the same type of feel and everything like that, so, um, yeah, that's coming, um, also, let's end on this, CBS have, um, yeah, They've announced that they're making changes, you know. Um, They are going to devote 25% of its script development budget to projects created or co-created by black, indigenous and people of colour. So this initiative... Begins with the 21-22 series, like series period, um, and 
they are also going to be introducing a minimum of 40% representation in their writers room that season increasing it to 50% the following year uh yeah i mean like these kind of things are always a little bit tricky but i can't but you kind of feel without them we can't get to a point where you don't need them you know what i mean because i think we've seen the yeah there needs to be something to try and break down some of this bullshit that's in place so um yeah you know hopefully this helps with all of that um oh interestingly enough michael che has got a tv series coming um yeah it's uh there's not really a lot of details so all we know it's gonna be six episodes it's coming to hbo max um and it says that it's going to be tackling subjects including police brutality unemployment and falling in love from a black vantage point so uh hey a funny motherfucker so um yeah I'm uh, yeah, looking forward to see what happens with that And hopefully it will air in the UK Otherwise I'm going to have to be doing some other shit to get to watch it You know what I mean? But uh, people I mean, we can't stop but we gotta stop That's the end of another episode, people So uh, yeah, keep everything cool And uh, we will catch you next Wednesday for some more conversation, rambling, and uh, odd tangents. Alright, so uh, yeah, keep cool people. Peace.